I like to say a text without a context is just a pretext for whatever you want it to mean. If you look carefully at Matthew 24, which is one of the major proof texts for the study of a theology called the rapture, uh, we have not only the phrase, one will be taken and the other left behind, one grinding the mill will be taken, the other will be left behind, one standing on a roof will be taken, the other left behind. But before that, Jesus tells us, uh, retells us the story of Noah and what happened in his generation. And what he says, of course, is that uh, all of humanity was swept away by the flood and those left behind were the righteous ones, Noah and his family. So in the Noah story, it's good to be left behind. It's not good to be taken away. That is the context for what Jesus says after that. When he's saying one will be taken and another left behind, it's the one that's left behind that's going, I'm really glad to be left behind because what taken means is what it meant in the Noah story, taken away in judgment, taken away in the flood, taken away for judgment, right? So ironically, when you have the left behind series going for you, it would be better to be left behind and it would be not so good to be taken away because what taken away means in those kind of texts is judgment. The other major proof text for a theology of the rapture in the Bible, of course, comes out of 1 Thessalonians. And what Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 4 is, he's, first of all, he's trying to comfort Thessalonians, who, some of whom have died from persecution in Thessaloniki. Members of the church have just died. And the Thessalonians have a question. Are they going to miss out on the resurrection? Are they going to miss out on the return of the Lord? That's their question. Their question is not, when will the rapture happen? Their question is, are they going to miss out on the blessings of when kingdom comes fully on earth? That's the issue. What Jesus says to them is, no, in fact, the dead in Christ, he says, when the Lord returns and the trumpet blows and the Lord comes back to establish the kingdom fully on earth so that the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, when he comes back, what's going to happen is this. The dead in Christ will rise first and then the living will be transformed and we will meet the Lord in the air. Now, air does not equal heaven. This is not about a rapture into heaven. It's about meeting the Lord and greeting the Lord, being the greeting committee to go out and meet the Lord in the air, and the return with Christ to reign upon the earth. The, the destination of the story in 1 Thessalonians 4 is not heaven. The destination is returning as part of the royal entourage with Christ to earth, to reign on the earth with Christ. And the imagery that Paul is using here is the image of a royal return of a king to his city, right? So you have this picture of a walled city. You have a watchman on the wall, like in Psalm 24. The watchman on the wall says, um, here's the cry out in the road. And the cry out in the road, go, the trumpet blows, and the cry in the road goes, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, be lifted up, you ancient doors, so the king of glory may come in. This is an entrance liturgy, right? And the watchman on the wall says, who is the king of glory? Stand and identify, right? And then the reply comes back, the Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. So this is a sort of entrance liturgy, and Paul is going to depict the return of Christ 
as like a king coming back to his city. Now, everybody who lived in a wall city knew what the protocol was. The protocol was, once you knew it was the king, and you heard his herald blow the trumpet, and you knew he was out there, you don't leave him stand out there. You send out the greeting committee. The greeting committee goes out from the city, meets the king on the road, and where they go from there is not back down the road, but into the city. Similarly, Christ is coming from heaven with his angelic and saints entourage. The people on earth go forth to meet him in the air and then return to earth, reign with him on the earth. This is not a story about a pre- or mid-tribulation rapture. This is a story about the return of the king and the welcoming him back to earth, to reign on the earth with those who are raised in Christ.